Craft, everyone. Uh, we've got a different episode today. Uh, Latif is not here, and I'm joined by Marie. Want Hi. to introduce yourself, Marie? <laughs> I am Marie Sharp, uh, Marie V Sharp. Yeah, let, let's start with that, because I actually did want to ask you, why is it V Sharp? Like, did you just think I never told cool? you that. No. <laughs> is it something you can say on a podcast? Or? It is something I can say okay. on a podcast. All right, which guy? Um, so when I was in school mm-hmm. at uh, Capilano, one of the people who were a couple of years above me said, oh my goodness, I googled my name and there's an actress with my name who has an established career. Mm-hmm. What am I going to, like, she, she changed her name. Really? Yeah. Okay. But she started it then and everyone had to start calling her yeah. by her changed name. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I need to Google my name. Mm-hmm. So I Googled my name mm-hmm. and there's a porn star oh, named no Marie Stark yeah. with an established porn star career from the 80s. Okay. <laughs> so I had, I had like a, like an existential crisis. Yeah. So I was like, I have to change my name. Okay. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? But I really liked Marie Sharp. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great yeah, stage name, great so I was name. like, what am I going to do? So I went by Marie Victoria Sharp for a while, mm-hmm. but that sounded a little too hoity-toity. Yeah. So then I just shortened it to Marie V. Sharp, and that's what it's been for yeah. the last seven no, years. No, it's good. It's memorable. Like, I remember even when, like, I think we first started talking for the role that you were up for. So mm-hmm. let's fill in the audience a little bit first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she was in a role in the newest movie we just shot, and the main reason I want to bring her on the podcast is because when... I came to you, we were auditioning all this four characters, and for your character, I said, look, we, we have this script, the character that you're up for is really more of an idea than a character. Yeah, she wasn't even in the script yet. Yeah, like, I think she appeared in flashbacks at the time, but, like, no yeah. lines, no. nothing. And I remember saying to everyone, you included, that was up for that role, like, I want to axe this entire part of the movie. Which we did. There's none of those no, yeah. in the movie. And I want to bring everything to the present. Um, so what we did was once you were cast, we just started... Or let's go back even before that. For the audition, like I said, we've got nothing. Like for this character, there's flashbacks that we're going to cut. Here's the idea. So for all, every actress, we just talked about the idea. And then once I realized you were the person for it, you were into the idea, we really just built that idea and the character from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, it's more of a unique experience than yeah. most movies would have. So I wanted you to come on to talk about that experience. And I think it went really well. I don't know what you're Oh, opinion. no, I think it went really great. Yeah, no, cause, well, because like, usually actors don't have the experience to be able to build their character mm-hmm. with the writer slash director of the film. Yeah. Which is what we did. There yeah. was no character. There was an idea of a character, but yeah. there was no character. And you and mm-hmm. I fleshed her out. And, yeah. You uh, wrote the scenes, and then we talk about it, and then we'd rewrite the scenes. And yeah, very organic process. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing that we did, and like I had a really positive experience. I'd like to do it again in the future, and I think it's something that if someone's out there making a movie, especially. A movie on the budget that we made it's a good thing to do because it just kind of you get all the best ideas brought forward and then you make those ideas you know come become real mm-hmm. so that's what I wanted to talk to you about and to give the audience some info on it so where do you think is the best point to jump into this like do you um, actually hold on let's do this give a little bit of 
your acting background just before we jump into the My us acting background. Together. Okay. Um, I went to Capilano University for the acting for stage mm. and screen program right out of high school. Mm. We are in Canada. We Vancouver. are in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Capilano University is a university that is in North Vancouver. It had mm. recently become a university when I started going. Oh, really? Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And uh, I took their three-year program there, learned a whole bunch, uh, left went bulldozed straight into acting mm-hmm. and then the industry died <laughs> oh yeah that was the same yeah there was BC the same bc eh? film yeah that was before me thing. i think i moved here right as that did die uh and well, then netflix came up yeah. here and was like "Ooh, no one should hate netflix, netflix no is netflix is awesome. fantastic and just like <laughs> shot some morphine into our our industry yeah. and now everyone's so busy all the time it's great yeah. Uh, well, just because I'm curious, what was it like in those days when it was dead? I heard like people that were industry regulars were working at gas stations. It was that dead. I got dropped from my agent. I had really? a really fantastic, like I left school yeah. and I was like, this is the agent I want. Mm-hmm. And I got her. Awesome. And then I got dropped because the industry was so dead. And she was like, yeah. I don't know, like there's not enough roles out there for you. And I don't know how to... Um, market you anymore yeah and so she uh, she was like I'm just gonna give you a two week notice and say Mm -hmm. that we're gonna part ways and I was heartbroken I was gonna say it must have been crushing oh it was the worst but it's still like we left on good terms it wasn't like oh how could you do this to me and then in that two weeks I found the agent that I currently have Mm -hmm. and we've been working very well together since then yeah so how long like did you get anything during the dead time um the no 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 i had like in a year i probably had like five auditions or something like oh, it was really? dead yeah that's brutal. yeah yeah but funnily enough the last thing that that agent got me was a student film audition okay that i booked mm-hmm. and that ended up taking me to music at uh, movie festivals Oh, this is the Whistler one. This is no. This is kids who jump off bridges. Tell the the story of this name. Okay, so so two things I'll say before this. One, if anyone is wondering about the talk we just had, the industry died because the government cut all the tax incentives. So and everyone took off. Yeah, all of our industry is from LA, and the reason they come up here is because it's cheaper. Yeah. So basically, like the. Canadian dollar is worth like 70 cents to the Americans, right? So they already get an extra 30% of their money. And then they come here with their tax credits. They get like another 35% off. So it costs them nothing to film up here. Government took that away. Industry died. Mm-hmm. So that's... Everyone got mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone got really mad. Yeah, it was brutal from what I hear. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And second thing, Kids Who Jump Off Bridges is the movie that Marie just mentioned. Um, when you and I first met, <laughs> you told me about this and tell me, tell them what you told me. Oh, what, a, what did I tell you? I can't. <laughs> about the title? About the title. Um. They wanted to change it? They wanted to change the title. Yeah. If you have a title that's as good as Kids Who Jump Off Bridges, don't consider changing it. That is a great title. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was it was a student film and I think mm-hmm. the teachers didn't like the name. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember all the details, but they changed it to unfounded or something like that. Mm-hmm. Trouble. They oh. changed the name to trouble. And that was the name That's on all the call game, sheets. Man. 
Yeah, that was the name on all the call sheets. That was the name that they called it, like, while we filmed it. And mm. I auditioned for Kids Who Jump Off Bridges. Yeah. And the whole time I was like, why Why did you change the name? And they're like, oh, we had to. because I was like, no, you can't change the name. You have to keep it. Like, it's so good. It's such a good name. Yeah. So what made them change it back? Um, Wait, they did change it back. They right? Yes. Okay, good. It is Kids Who Jump Off Bridges. <laughs> that is the name of the film. Good. Um, the director, Zoe Neary, was just very persistent and was like, no, that, that's, the name's Kids Who Jump Off Bridges. That's, Good for her. That's the name. Good yep. for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you do that and then industry picks up and I'm assuming you've got a lot more auditions, a lot more roles once those tax credits came back? Oh, yeah. The, I mean, I was auditioning all the, last summer I had four auditions a week. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how busy it was up here. But then, I mean, this summer I had, like, five auditions all summer. Yeah. It's very dependent. It's the, the ebb and flow. Yeah. yeah they just absolutely. didn't need 18 to 25 white female. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. Okay. So, yeah, let's jump forward to mm-hmm. us working together. Uh, so, like I said, I had put together... It was the second draft of the script. That's okay. Uh, the second draft of the script when we went out to do the supporting role casting. And then, I can't remember, did I send you the script? Or did I say, like, hey, we have a script, there's nothing there, but we have an idea for your character? I think you sent me the script. Okay. And I read the script, Mm. and you're like, okay, so you kind of understand these characters, Mm. and your character affects this character. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to delete this character so let's yeah. work on it. Okay, what's your... Like we said, that's kind of uncommon, right? Like, have you ever had that before? I've, no, I've never had that. Usually, okay. um, by the time I audition, the script's, like, pretty much set in stone. Yeah, yeah. Which is another thing we've talked about in the show. Actually, let's get your opinion. Um, I love casting early. Like, I love it. Um, what do you think, as an actress, like, casting early... Yeah, just, I'll leave it at that. What do you think of casting early? Casting early is great because you get to work with your actors because then they get to, I mean, for our scene, I didn't have to do any memorization because I knew the scene. Because you worked on it for four months? Yeah, we worked on it for four months. I read this, I had read the script so many times, like I could have done half the movie. Like I, (laughs) I knew the whole thing. But because, like, it just made the work so much easier because we'd done so much work on the scene. Like, we'd work together on it. I didn't have to do what I usually have to do for scenes, which is, like, break it down and, like, figure out why is this, why is that. Yeah, because it was all built up with you in the process, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm a big proponent of casting early. Anyone listening, I would highly recommend it. It's really good. Um... But how did that hit you when I was like, okay, here's a script. Here's the character you're auditioning for. We're going to delete her and make a new one. Like, what was your thoughts? Was it like, this is cool? Or were you like, this guy might be a fucking lunatic? <laughs> like, what do you well, think? Well, no, because the character that you had, an angry character, right? From what I remember, she was... Yeah, I'd, I'd say her biggest scene in that second draft was a lot of anger. Yeah. Yeah. And... The way what did we had talked about mm-hmm. a woman in that situation, she wouldn't necessarily be angry. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying that like, here's the the stereotypical thing that most people do and expect, which would be like be to have that character be angry or like 
villainized. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I, and she is villainized? Can I say that? In the movie now? Yes. Um, she is, by other characters. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends how you look at it, right? <laughs> it depends on the perspective. But that's kind of what we were going for, too. It's yeah. like nothing is as... It makes it start a con- the whole thing is to start a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, um, I guess what was the audition process, quote unquote audition process, like for you in that sense? Because like, there's no lines for you to read. It's we just talked. We just talked, yeah. And mm. I thought that was great. I mean, I did forget about. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was like. <laughs> You're sitting there waiting for me, and I just got this email like, hey, are you ready? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I ran into the other room and then, like, yeah. Skyped you or whatever. The yeah. Video yeah. called. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I do remember that. And uh, yeah. that, another note to people casting. I'm a huge fan of this, of doing my first rounds of auditions through Skype. Like, I know some people don't, but I'm... A... I really... I've never done that before. I really like it. It's better mm. than self-tapes. You get, like, a manufactured thing. They can yeah. do it as many times as they want to perfect, which, mm. I mean, that's great. As an actor, that is fantastic. Yeah. But maybe sending that and then also, like, having a conversation with the actor. Because my favorite part about an audition is when you're in the room making that connection with yeah, absolutely. the director and the producer and anyone else who's in the room just mm. having that conversation be like hey and then they can ask you questions about what you think about yeah. the character can you try it more like this like yeah. you get variety yeah and that's like a big thing like you get that through Skype and the other thing that like I know I'm looking for and I would assume that you're looking for as well is like is this person cool? Like, could I talk to this person for an extended period of time or would they make me want to shoot myself? Yeah. And so if you do, like in my shoes, doing the first round through Skype, the people I meet in person for the second round, it's like, okay, these are the, the good ones, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you pick from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good to see that from your standpoint too. That's also effective. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't be afraid of Skype people. You Skype for the first round. I'd highly recommend it. So, yeah, what's that conversation like in the audition? Like, for you? Like... Um, for independent films, it's usually you walk into the room, everybody introduces themselves, depending mm-hmm. on... Um, honestly, it's usually depending on the budget of the film. Yeah. On whether the director's more chatty or not. If it's a mm. low-budget film, they really want to get the actor on, so they're more chatty and they're more friendly yeah. and they like they engage in conversation with you. Yeah. Whereas if it's a higher-budget film, they don't really... They just stare at the monitor and kind mm-hmm. of watch you do your thing and they <laughs> maybe give you a little bit of direction and then send you on your way. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So then coming at that, knowing that's the way auditions go... Um, what was it like having this different audition when we sat down for this one? Like, how did it strike you? Was it strange being like, okay, we're just going to talk for a while. What the hell are we going to talk about? Or was it like, oh, we just get in a room and see what's up? Um, I was just, no, yeah. I was like, so I'm having an audition, but I don't have a script. But we're just going to talk. It'll be fine. It's like, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, what, what could go wrong? It's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to some random person's house and yeah. we're just, we're, there's no script or anything. I mean, I'd already <laughs> read the script, so I knew that the, there was a film that was going to be made. Yeah. But yeah, no. And having it over Skype also as a female made me a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I was going to touch on that, actually, because, like, 
it's something you shouldn't understate, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm not an actor. I've never been to an audition. But I would imagine, like, if you go in a room and it's awkward, it's like, fuck, when can I get out of here? But if it was over Skype and, like, I turned out to be some freak, you just like, and call. Yeah. And you're done, right? Yeah. So in that sense, was that an extra layer of comfort for you? Yeah, being able to be like, okay, I'm just, like, I'm not committed to anything. I didn't mm-hmm. go, I didn't drive, like, half an hour out of my way to go yeah. and meet this person at some random location. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to hear a door close. It's just my roommate leaving. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, it did make me feel a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, what's. The worst that could happen. I spend 20 minutes on Skype and then I never hear from this person again. Yeah, yeah like, totally. <laughs> so then the actual conversation, like, if you were to give advice to, we'll do this in two rounds, to okay. a director doing this that's going to go out and Skype audition people in the same way, like, I just want someone to build a character with, what would you tell that person, <laughs> the director, like, how do you engage with the actor or actress in the best way possible? Um, know the questions that you want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and know the answers that you want from those questions. Okay, that's fair. Because if you ask questions and you're not, like, you're just kind of looking for answers, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a good way to go about it because you're going to get different answers from all different people. Yeah. But if you're looking for a certain answer and only one person gives that answer to you, mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, well, clearly, clearly that's the person we're on the same page um also it is if you're doing skype and you um don't have a character Mm -hmm. having at least a breakdown of the script yeah so that the actor is able to read and kind of understand the story at least yeah yeah okay Um, that's fair so they have something to talk to you about and not like so i'm making a i'm making a movie (laughs) with a female character yeah and what are your thoughts on that it's like well that's great i'd love to be in your film (laughs) okay and then the other side if it's an actor actress going into one of these where they're like you know never had this before but this director just wants to talk about a character what advice would you give them do it yeah oh yeah okay yeah i mean you're you're if anything you're helping this director further build the character i mean even if you Mm. weren't chosen for the role you could have had some really great insight that the director uses and then writes into the character later on right Mm. yeah yeah and if you have a good conversation with them chances are they're gonna keep contacting you and maybe use you in the future yeah that's actually one thing that i wanted to ask you too Mm -hmm. we talked about this on the podcast before so from that round of casting where you and i met we cast luckily all of our supporting characters um and obviously only one person can get a part so the people that didn't but that we really really liked like there was some some people where it's like they were incredible it just there's someone that's slightly better for this character for x reason which yeah. Yeah, you're an actress you know like it happens all the time but one of the things i did for like the the standouts was i was like i know as an actor actress it's kind of custom that it's like you just don't hear anything I was yeah like, I don't want to do that. Like, for the good ones, I want to message them and say, hey, like, we've decided to go with someone else, but, you know, you were awesome. I'd love to work with, you, uh, work with you one day. And I did that, and it went almost unanimously poorly. Like, 
Oh yeah, you'd be stunned. Like, I, I remember you telling me about this, I think. You're like, yeah, people got mad and they're Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you have to an actor or actress if they get that phone call or message like, Hey, you are really great and like I'd love to work with you one day, but it's not gonna be on this. I don't know any professional actors that would reply poorly to that hmm. is the only way I know how to answer that. Well, oh, that's fair. That's <laughs> like fair. if you're if you want to be a professional in the industry, you've got to treat every single audition that you have like it's regardless of if it's like if you get that role, it's it's an audition for future work. Yeah. Every single audition you have, whether mm. it's with the casting director, like all the casting directors in Vancouver, you have one audition with them. Maybe they didn't like you for that, but they're going to call you in for something else on a different show the next week. Like, yeah. that's how the industry works. Yeah. So if someone is polite enough to email you back and say, hey, like, just letting you know, I really loved your audition, but we are going to go in a different direction. I do want to work with you in the future. Um, if you're interested, like, I'd love to keep your contact. Hmm. Don't reply and be like, oh, you're such a waste of my time or anything like that. Because obviously then you've just lost that. Yeah, they're not, they're never going to work with you. Yeah. 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 And also they might possibly be like if they're talking to their friends and mm. they're like, oh, yeah, this person they submitted and we're, bet- we're like looking between these two people and we're not quite sure. And then you're like, oh, well, I had this experience with that person. Maybe go with the other one. Yeah. They might be a bit of a diva on set, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The industry is small, and everyone talks. Yeah, don't burn bridges. No. It's bad. No. Okay, so, yeah, let's move on from the audition. Like, actually, I want to touch on one other thing, where you said, I asked you for advice for directors, and you're like, mm-hmm. ask questions and know what the answers you want. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. That's actually what I, I actually do in my personal life, too. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my wife something the other day. And she was like, oh, I know you're fishing for an answer right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I want to see what you think. I have an opinion. I'll see yeah. if yours matches mine. Um, but don't seem like you're fishing for it. I mean, it's an interview, so obviously you're fishing for an answer. Yeah, yeah. And, like, don't be a dick about it by no, any means. Don't but, be like, so what do you think about this? Does this make you feel this way? <laughs> it's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but, no, that's the way that, like, um, I knew that you were right for the part was actually I've told this on the podcast too but um, for my first feature as soon as I saw an actor or actress and I was like they're great for the role I just hired them and for this one I was like I want to try a different I wanted to see everyone and you were the first person I saw for the role as soon as we hung up I was like well that's her (laughs) but I was like no I promised myself I gotta see everyone and every other time I was like why am I doing this why am I doing this Um, but yeah you're I asked you answers that were specific in the way that we wanted to create this and specific enough in a way that we kind of had an outline of a character that was a moldable blank slate mm-hmm. no it's very vague but um you gave the answers that were very similar to the way that i saw them and like i mentioned earlier i could tell that you weren't a crazy person and i'd be able to spend four months crafting this with you and then you know go on set and you mm-hmm. know, have you on a podcast mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree with what you said. No, know what you want to hear. Oh, you can almost do it backwards. Know what you want to hear and then form a question from that. And mm-hmm. again, don't be a dick. Just see what people think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, after that, like I call you say, Hey, you have the role. Are you interested? You say yes. 
what was your experience like going through the revisions? Because, like I said, like we had that second draft, and then I took every one of your character scenes and I just clicked delete. Yeah. And we only had the only idea we had was this is kind of how we picture her, and we want to bring it from flashbacks into current day, mm-hmm. and that's all we had. Mm-hmm. So, going from that to the first draft of your scenes to the finished product. What was that experience like for you? I remember the first draft of my scenes, um, the character still seemed pretty angry. And mm-hmm. I, I brought that up to you. I was like, she yeah. still seems a little little too angsty, yeah. a little too upset. Mm-hmm. And then we worked it and we worked it. And then it turned mm-hmm. out like a really, really good scene. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only, uh, only Latif and I have. We actually just did something big with it last night, too, and it's really good. I'm super happy with it. But, um, holy crap, my cats are freaking out. (laughs) Um, What, so, like, I remember one of the things that made me want to give you the part and did make me give you the part was I got the feeling that you were going to be really honest. And I think that that's really important in crafting this entire thing, because I... I don't like it when I give someone something and I say, here, what do you think? And it's like, it's great. And that's all I say. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you can't get better off of that, you know? So having said that, like, what advice would you have for someone, whether they're in the situation like we have where we're crafting it or just there's a finished thing and someone hands them something and says, you're going to be the character, what do you think of this? Like, how do you toe that line of honesty without pissing off I guess it's it's how you word it it's all Mm -hmm. about how you word it because like with any with any questions that I had about the script or about the scene yeah I would say stuff like why does this happen or why does this character say this line or why asking what you're why you wrote it that way because clearly clearly you wrote it that way for a reason yeah so asking that question then hearing what you have to say and then if it all clicks, then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Or if it mm-hmm. didn't quite click, then it's saying, well, to me, it comes off this way. Like, is there another way? Maybe? And then you find out how to make it on the same page. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. And say someone's in that situation mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they try, they phrase everything correctly and and think they present their best, like, let's get on the same page, and someone still gets angry. Like, I know we didn't have that experience. No, but... But if it did happen, what advice would you have? There are a lot of people to, that would have that experience. Yeah, like, how do you how do you unweave that, I guess? Um, if someone gets angry and they don't like what you have to say, you're just like, okay, sorry, just, just wondering. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Yeah. And then you just take a step back, and you don't ask as many questions anymore, I guess, because <laughs> you've learned that... They, they say they want to hear your critiques, but they mm-hmm. don't. They want to hear how great they did. Yeah. And those people aren't going to learn. That's fair. It's about being able to take a critique, but know that it's not a personal thing. Yeah. And being able to be like, okay, yeah, this person didn't understand this. Mm-hmm. How can I make it so that everyone who reads the script or sees the film will understand exactly what's going on in the scene yeah. so that I don't have half my audience going, oh, why did that, like, that part didn't make sense to me. Why did that happen? Because mm-hmm. if one person's thinking it, oh, there's going to be a lot more people thinking yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Well. Okay, so let's change gears a little bit. Um, one of the references 
of this so your big scene in this is just a straight talking scene Mm -hmm. and i remember when we first talked about this i was like i want to do it all in one shot Mm -hmm. i don't want to cut at all and i referenced you to the movie hunger which Mm -hmm. is michael fassbender if anyone hasn't seen it, it it's the world record for the longest single conversational take like it's just a camera on a tripod they hit record and i think it was like 13 minutes long straight conversation um what was your reaction when I'm like, yeah, I just want to hit record on the camera and let you and whoever talk for what I think would have been like five, six minutes straight. Like, is that daunting as an actor, actress? Or are you like, fuck yeah, let's do this. No, I was, um, honestly, my first reaction was he's going to change his mind and want to cover the scene. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, having awesome. read the scene, I was like, no, he's going to want to get coverage on this. Mm-hmm. Like, he says he wants static now, but you're not going to get as much out of the scene. Okay. I didn't tell you that. No, no, but I mean, (laughs) you were right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because it's just getting, like, having a static, Mm -hmm. that can be a super powerful thing. I mean, there's lots of films that do it, and it does it very well, but you don't get, um, you don't get as much emotion out of the scene as you would having like the coverage and seeing each other's faces like yeah. the other characters faces fully because you're only seeing profile mm-hmm. yeah funny enough um we stuck to that one shot thing until like right before filming yeah i think it was like three days before we shot it and yeah. that was one of the first days of production too um latif came up to me and he's like hey man i really want you to watch this scene and it was one of our reference movies her um mm, yeah and he's like, look at this scene and look how they coverage it out. I'm a huge fan of the movie. And I was like, yeah, it looks really great. And he's like, now picture Marie's scene and picture it with coverage. I'm like, fuck the teeth. <laughs> Make us do more work. But he was right. It turned out so well. And we even got one uh, that we used of you of POV. And I'll, I'll show mm-hmm. you that after. I'm only going to show you that one shot because I don't want to spoil it. But it is powerful so on that note of when I first tell you I want to do it in one shot and you're like he's going to change his mind and go into coverage Chester come on dude you're not in a podcast there you go uh, if an actor actress found themselves in the same shoes like do you regret not saying he's going to change his mind or are you just like fucking go with it you're going to change your mind <laughs> I know it and just <laughs> do it when it comes well for me it's I'm not the one who's, uh, it's not my artistic vision. So however you shot it, I would have been fine with it. But I did think that the coverage would have been better, but. (laughs) Was there ever a point where you were considering saying like, hey man, maybe it'd be a bit more cinematic if you did the coverage, or were you just like, no, let him do what he wants. No, I I really, I did think that you were going to get the coverage. (laughs) I, because I've been on a couple, I've. I've been on a couple sets where people are just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna like, we're only gonna shoot it this way and it's gonna be super fast. And then you get to the set and they shoot every angle of coverage that you can and you're like, okay, that went from like a half day to a full day, but that's fine because it makes the scene better. Mm -hmm. And even if you just like, you got what you want, like you wanted to do the static, even doing the static 
And then shooting the coverage anyways. Yeah. Just yeah, so you have it in case you watch the static back and you're like, mm. it would have been better if I like, if I got that reaction on the full face instead of just because, oh, maybe she looked away yeah. from the camera at that point. Yeah. And I mean, if you're doing something that's what, like six minutes long and you're only getting the one shot, it's like it's a everything long... has to go right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Actually, funny, let's tell a little uh, side story. I don't know if you noticed this when we were filming, because I don't think we cut, but uh, when we were watching the footage and editing, uh, you're talking in the scene, and in the background there's a window. Yeah. <laughs> this dude just walked by mid-scene, and which is no big deal. You kind of get pre, uh, free production value. But he sees we're filming, and then he just like stops and glares into the window, and he's just staring straight into the camera for like probably five seconds. Oh no! Did you notice that? Did I notice like, that? Like when we were filming, did you see that guy, or were you just like zoned in to well, where acting? was he? He was in the window. Like he wasn't on. Was he on camera? Oh yeah, like he's looking dead into the camera. I didn't see that. Uh, I'll show that to you later. It's well, it was a it was a heated conversation. Yeah, it was great too. It yeah. turned out really well. Um, real quick, let's touch on the note of what you just said where sometimes people say they want to do things in one take and then you mm -hmm. show up and they shoot it from a thousand different angles, right? Um, when something happens like that, like I'm not, even when I said I want to do it in one take and we ended up going in for coverage, we still had what, like little under half a day oh it was that. A, yeah it was a super short day yeah and we got it all really easily and, yeah for that scene and even with going in for coverage like i'm not the type of guy to be like oh well i just go over time who cares like i, I like to be on it and if we're figuring out extra As shots every production should be that's where we're going with <laughs> so when you show up and someone's like yeah we're gonna shoot for two hours and then they get it from 75 different angles and you're there for 12 like how does that affect actors? Let's start with, yeah, how does it affect actors? Um, well, for myself, I have an extremely very busy schedule. And if you tell me that I'm shooting for two hours, I'm with you for the two hours. Mm -hmm. I have something booked before. I have something booked after. Yeah, you came to our set from something, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so don't go over time. <laughs> don't go over time. Yeah. If you have your actors, if you book your actors for two hours, mm -hmm. they're available to you for two hours, unless you tell them, yeah, we're we're gonna book you for four. We might only use you for two. Okay, like book your actors for longer than you need them. It's better to send them home early. Yeah, than go over because if you go yeah. over, your actors are like, I gotta get to work. Like yeah. I, I have to go to work in an hour, mm -hmm. and I need half an hour to get there. Wrap it up. And we're not done the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. Have yeah. you had instances <coughs> where you are running late and you're like, I gotta bail on something. Like, do I bail on this? Do I bail on my next shoot? Like, what is that like as an actor? Um, I just if I see that we're like running a bit behind schedule, mm -hmm. I just talk to the producer. Yeah. And I just say, hey, I just want to let you know, I was given this out time. Mm -hmm. I have to be out by this time because I have somewhere to be. Yeah. And here, the producer will always be like, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll get you out. Yeah. And then they'll push it to like make sure that everything is flowing a little faster to make sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll just be like, you know what? We don't need that 
like one extra shot of you will just send you on your way and yeah. finish everything else okay yeah. yeah and again like i think that just comes down to tone of voice too because like if you go up to him and you're like listen motherfucker i'm out of here in 10 minutes then it might not go over so well yeah no <laughs> and giving them a lot of heads up too being like yeah. you get to set and you notice that oh they're already an hour behind schedule mm-hmm so that means that your scene's going to be at least an hour behind schedule. Just like yeah. having that conversation with the producer when they're not super busy, just pulling yes. them aside and being like, hey, I just want to let you know I did have this out time. I do have to get to this other thing. Yeah. I'm not able, like I can see if I can move some stuff around, but... Let me know. Yeah, I'd, now. <laughs> it'd be really nice. And then they can be like, oh yeah, no, sure. We'll make sure that we cover it. It'll be fine. We'll get you out. Or they can say... Would you be able to move some stuff around? If not, we'll make yeah. it work. But if you could, that'd be better. Yeah. And then you're going in with a better... <laughs> instead of being yeah. like, um, excuse me, I was told I was going to be done. I should have been filming by now. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that because they're going to be like, okay, they're not going to want to shoot your coverage. No, they're They're going to be like, okay, we're going to do one on her and send her home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not going to want you on set. <laughs> Uh, okay so yeah I mean is there any other any other advice you would give to people in terms of crafting a scene with an actor from like a writer or director point or from an actor point or we pretty much like covered it all I feel like we've covered it all just being open to criticism Mm -hmm. actually there's one other thing I want to touch on you have a what I can only describe as a freakish talent for giving notes. Like, <laughs> you're really good. Thank you. <laughs> How do you do that? Like, what advice? Someone's like, I want to be able to give really constructive notes that help out a script. How do they get better at that? Uh... I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot. But... Just being honest. Like, because what I'll do is I'll read a script. Mm-hmm. And when I read it, I'll have my first thoughts that come up. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go through it again later and mm-hmm. see if I have the same thoughts. And then if I do, I'll write those thoughts down. Mm-hmm. And then I'll send you those things. And I'll be like, hey, this part didn't make sense to me. Uh, this happens here. And then suddenly they're like, they're here. That doesn't quite align up. Because yeah. there, there was that one scene, if you remember... That they got in, I don't know how much I can say. They got into a car and then suddenly... Oh yeah, we cut all of that, didn't we? Yeah, they got into yeah. a car to go somewhere and then suddenly they were at the place that they were leaving from or something like that. I was like, that doesn't quite make sense. You're like, oh yeah, no it doesn't. Oh, I remember the thing with the, the kid too. Uh, this is a good example. Um, sometimes things can get just... You can get tired eyes doing this, especially when you're on the, the same script. For what were you? We did thirteen months on that script, mm-hmm. like straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember the we did what like, excuse me, like three or four table reads, I think. Three. I was only at one. You were only at one. Really? Uh, yeah. Maybe no. Yeah, I was at one. Okay. You did two, that I was aware of. Okay. Well, regardless, <laughs> I think we probably did it for we did five drafts of this script. Mm-hmm. So we probably did it for four and five. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was on the fourth one. I had deleted a very, very minor character. Is that the fair? And mm. 
So, I, but I had, again, you get really, really tired eyes. And if you don't proofread things, which we were, at that point, we were, we were moving. Mm-hmm. So proofreading was a, a luxury we couldn't afford. And <laughs> I kind of banked on the table read being the proofread <laughs> anyways. Um, but yeah, I deleted an introduction to a character and then she just kind of popped up. And I remember like, we have a room full of people reading it. And the, that part pops up, this character starts talking and my thoughts are just like, fuck <laughs> and then I look up and I see you looking at me I'm like of course Marie caught it like immediately <laughs> um what's well these cats are losing it um what's some advice you would give for like a note like that how do you tell someone like hey man you, you kind of fucked up here you forgot about <laughs> half of this like how do you go about that um, I just say, hey, you remember how you, I, I think I told you, I was like, so I no- I noticed that you cut the beginning part of the scene and then they start talking about this character and there's no <laughs> reference to the character that they're talking about. And you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, just so you, just making sure you caught that. That might be the, strangely, like the most embarrassed I've ever been about something that I wrote. <laughs> and like, it didn't even matter to that big of an extent because no. you know, as soon as it happened I just highlighted it and deleted it but I was like I can't believe I forgot this fuck <laughs> well no when you're working on a script for 13 months like you are gonna miss stuff yeah yeah, yeah. especially if you're reading it over and over and over yeah. you're just not gonna like there's gonna be spelling errors there's gonna be things that suddenly don't make sense because when you first wrote the script it made sense and then now you've deleted some scenes and now that scene doesn't make sense in the whole script anymore yeah and you're gonna miss that because you're thinking oh no but it does have because this scene ties in with this scene yeah so it's just having that fresh pair of eyes to be able to read it and be like hey Mm. i remember that you had that scene but now that you don't have that scene this scene doesn't make as much sense needs rework Yeah. yeah yeah and not like telling them exactly what to do with the scene just being like hey, just letting you know, this one doesn't make sense anymore. Or this part, like, mm-hmm. you repeat the line a couple times or just, like, little notes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, just because Latif and I talked about this last episode and I've been thinking about it all goddamn day, can you think of one legitimate plot hole in, not in, like, our movie, because... Trust me, there are none. Um, but in any movie, because we got into this talk because um, I went to see Bad Times at El Royal, like mm-hmm. I was telling you about. And before I went to see it, a guy I worked at, at work with was like, I don't know anything about that movie. All I've heard is there's a giant plot hole in it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's strange. I looked out for it, couldn't see it. And then I Googled it after. And basically this plot hole was just something this person that wrote the article didn't like something. Like, it wasn't a real plot hole. It was just something they didn't like. So Latif and I went on this tangent trying to find legitimate plot holes, and it struck me that they're really goddamn rare. So, Mm -hmm. being as you're so good at giving notes, can you think of one in any movie ever? Like, a legitimate plot hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, I'm so critical when I watch films. All right, just hit me with one, like, good one. Um, well, I mean... The one that I can think... It's not necessarily a plot hole, mm-hmm. but in Lord of the Rings, okay. the very first one, okay. when Gandalf and 
the Hobbit. What's his name? The main dude? Yeah. Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. yeah. When Gandalf and Frodo, they're like having a conversation and they're on the wagon. Mm-hmm. And in one shot, they're in a forest. And then in the other shot, they're in a field. Okay. But it's this like, there's no time has passed. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Still. Those aren't plot holes. No, not plot holes. Like I'm talking actual plot hole. It's way harder than you in think. In a movie? Yeah. Okay. And in a single movie. We ruled out, like, um, in a saga. Because one example was, like, the X-Men franchise. Um, Beast creates a cure for mutation in the 70s, and then he's shocked in the 2000s. When, yeah. So, like, it has to be within a single movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can think of tons of series that have major yeah, plot holes. But, like, one movie, it's one movie. amazingly hard to actually find one. And also, we haven't posted the plot hole episode yet, so I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, <laughs> people will, be, will have pointed them out. Okay. Huh. No, I can't think of any off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah, so just a uh, neat little follow-up to last episode. Plot holes. Very hard. Don't come by them often. <laughs> well, if you've got good people working on your <laughs> script, you better not have any plot yeah. holes. Basically, if you don't want plot holes, hire Marie. And she <laughs> will take care of them. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I'll be like, that doesn't make sense. Why... Why is that there? But I say it's it in good. emails, so it sounds better. <laughs> no, no, even in person, like, you're very polite, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Which is a good thing to take away, like, directors, actors, anyone listening, like, don't be a dick. Even no. if you have something critical to say. You can say, like, the worst thing about a film, but if you say it in a nice way, it comes off as constructive criticism, instead of go. being like, wow, that person's a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So yeah, um, I guess tell the people where they can find you if they want to check where out your stuff or, or like Ooh. social medias and you all that kind of stuff. You can find me on IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, Marie V Sharp. I'm on Instagram at Sweet Marie V. You can find my demo reel if you want to look it up. Marie V Sharp demo reel on YouTube. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you have your own website for just the demo I reel? I don't have my own website. I you, just... you should buy the domain before this comes out. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone's going to make a porn website with my new name. <laughs> Go, Daddy. It's got to still be available. No one buy this. <laughs> Don't buy my name, please. I've worked so hard to not be associated with porn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Still good. Okay. Cheap, too. 15 bucks. Yeah, I guess I might as well buy that, right? Do it. Definitely do it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest things in the uh, the titling of this new movie. It's like, is the domain available? If not, mm. it's kind of... Yeah. It's a negative, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Anyone wants to hire Marie? <coughs> Excuse me. Great actress. Great note giver. Killed the scene, <laughs> the movie. Thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, if you want to contact me, you can through Instagram. I got all my stuff on there. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Pippa. It's pippa.io, P-I-P-P-A dot I-O. Podcast hosting service. They're cheap. Awesome. They got cool features. Check them out. All right. Until next time, see you guys later. Thanks.